Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself... Sashay away. Until next week. Okay, we are out. We are out. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I'm gonna put that song back on actually. Oh, oh, oh. got the best of mine now. See, I can't sing along with the music because I'm always a second off. Yeah. So, you realize that? Yes, I realize that listening to shows where I'm like, oh, I cringe because I feel myself starting. I hear myself starting to sing and it drives me nuts. But I'm not. Oh, oh, oh I was not there. But now I'm not. <laughs> that's not the song. Anyway. Um, yeah, this show was very whatever. It was kind of lackluster. I wasn't super impressed by it. I don't. I um, I hope we didn't come off as too negative. Do you think we came off as negative? I don't care because things we're negative about were like Andy Cohen and RuPaul and uh, whatever. I don't care. No, because we said nice. We said nice things about the cast. I don't think we were negative about the cast. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I. Th- I. I. I genuinely like this cast. I. I think there is. You know. I mean. I'm. I'm not a huge fan of the Vixen, but oh, and that's something that she has these moments of where she's a shit stir, but mm-hmm. then when Eureka and Calorie were sitting outside smoking kind of both recognizing they're going to be it. She came out and talked to the two of them and gave them both a pep talk with mayhem that seemed like a nice thing to do. She wasn't, you know, mugging for the camera. She was just where she just came out and pretty much said, you know, you got this, you're good. So it was, it was a nice moment that I liked. Um, so, okay. So tell me about Katya's uh, podcast. Okay. By the way, do you uh, want to do you want to go live on Mixler or no? Um, sure, we can go live on. Yeah, at this point, it's okay. Yeah, let me just. Takes me a while to open it. I'm going to actually, because Mixler takes a while to open. I'm going to uh, get some white rice. I'm a little, okay. I'm a little hungry. Hold please. I think the problem is that either the East Coast is asleep or they're watching the episode. Oh, did you put out a thing and nobody's saying well, anything? Mixer does it automatically. Okay. This is a really good form decor. So tell me about coffee. Oh, we have somebody. <laughs> Oh, Joer. Hey, Joer. Oh, Johnny Porter. Joe and Johnny Porter. Mm-hmm. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Joe. Um, Not you. Hey, everyone. Joe's eating rice. And, uh, yeah. And Taylor's going to tell us about the Katya podcast episode. So, okay. Where Yellow Phoenix just came in. Mm. <clears throat> Connor. Connor Howlett. Oh, Connor Howlett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got we got a couple of people in here. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought the episode, yes, Yellow Phoenix, I posted something. I sent Joe a text message at 45 minutes in that just said, oh my God, we're only halfway through this episode. This whole 90 minute thing is just not, I don't know what they're going to do when they're down to like four queens, how they're going to fill that time. Just not, not my, not my favorite. So yes, Joe. Oh my God. It's Taylor live. Yes, that is me. So I am here. I am queer. Get used to it. I don't know if you heard, if you're Taylor cough, you might think differently. (laughs) You didn't cough a lot today, actually. No, I well because I kept taking the cough drop in and out of my mouth. I would occasionally do it, and then I didn't want it to be because it sounded like Padma had a cough drop in her mouth. Like she was kind of talking like when I talk sometimes, that it sounded very much like there was something in her mouth. So I was very self conscious of that tonight. So I would I would suck on a on a lozenge for a little while until I felt as though my throat was adequately coated, and then I would take it out. So, um. Okay, no, we're not going to talk about the episode tonight. We talked about it on the show, so we're not going to do any spoilers, and we're just listen to Joe, – Joe's releasing the episode in a little while. Um, so, yeah. So, okay, the Katya podcast. Has anybody here listened to the Katya podcast yet? Look, can, I tell, have, can I tell you why I haven't listened before you get into it? Yes. Why, why, don't you, why don't you tell me first, and then I'll tell you what my thoughts are. I've listened to the first two episodes. I, I happen to know a little bit ab- about it, and she okay. admits to having used meth, correct? Yes. And I think as what, what I went through with my friend in D.C. is it's too close to home to me. And the things she was saying sounded crazy, like the kind of things he would say. Okay. So yes. I don't know if I, I, don't, if I if, excuse me, I don't know if I wanted to hear an hour and a half of that. Yeah, two hours. I think is it an oh, hour and a half? Two hours? Two hours? I don't know. I think the first the first episode is like two hours long. So, okay, the first episode I had to listen to in chunks. There was no way I was going to get through two hours of it. Um, it felt very. Excuse me. It felt very much like I was listening to one of my clients talk where she is talking about all of this stuff that's going on with her as far as her mental health and as far as her drug use and her revelations to all of these theories and conspiracies that are going on in her life. And she was very all over the place. She was very sporadic um, in talking. She was definitely saying some things. She was repeating herself a lot. And there have been studies that have shown that people um, that do a significant amount of meth their brain chemistry changes and they're never really able to go back to the person they were before they started using meth. And that is what this felt like. I have clients that, you know, they could be where they are not doing meth anymore, where they don't ever do meth for the rest of their lives. And they will never be able to get back to the cognitive and and social um, socialization or this, the, the, the ability to socialize the way they did before they started doing meth. That is how she presented in the first episode. Mm-hmm. She was doing a lot of where apparently she is trying to do something where she says, Barbara, please mm-hmm. from mommy dearest. mommy dearest. And she says it constantly through the episode where it's almost like where she is trying to do a catchphrase of some sort 
or or something like that mm-hmm. in the middle of all of this. Um, friend of the show, Ryan Gregory, uh, said that he the little bit that he heard about it because he only listened to it for a couple of minutes is for having gone through everything that she went through, she sounded very glib. She sounded very much like it wasn't that big of a deal, even though she really went through some pretty, from the sounds of it, very traumatic things that, you know, she she obviously played a role in due to her drug use, but she just was very nonchalant about it. So I really kind of, it made me sad because I realized that we are never going to get the Katya back that we'd loved from season seven and from all stars too. Mm-hmm. that Katya. I truly believe that Katya is gone. So she talks for an hour and a half and then they have an interview with some other person. They interview for like the last half hour. The show is over. They release episode two. So I listen to episode two thinking I'm going to give this a little bit longer. And then she starts off the show with an interview and then she sort of talks about some other stuff. Um, she sounded more like the Katya that we love, but there is still definitely that kind of that weird disconnect. Um, and she, she sort of, it, it, it just kind of felt like, you know, we have talked about your first experience podcasting with catching up and my mm-hmm. first experience podcasting with pot is my co-pilot. So I realized that when you listen to her and she kind of almost sounds like the old, the old Katya, that she may have been more extra than she needed to be for that first episode. She was trying a little too hard. That on top of the mental health issue and the the issues with brain chemistry, I'm wondering if that is if that played a role in it. Um, it, it, it just it's still it's something I have the third episode downloaded. I plan on listening to it and then I will make a decision if I'm going to continue listening to it or not. I have a question um, for you though. Sure. If you had a client like Katya, because I don't know if this is in a tweet or if she said this in the podcast, but she released a series of tweets where she was congratulating Trixie for winning All Stars 3 and mentions in there that she was in rehab during part of All Stars 3, right? So that means she was in rehab as recently as the beginning of February, you know, early January, late, very, very, very late January, right? Right. If you had a client who was in rehab that recently, would yeah. you advise no, I know where you're them? Going with this. Would you? What would you say to them? They said, "Now I want to go on a podcast and talk about this." I would tell them, "I don't think that's a good idea. I think that she she needs more time to create stability in her life." And I also get that that you're asking something of somebody that from the sounds of it has definitely not had stability. I mean, she goes back to talking about stuff that happened when she was young. Mm -hmm. So she sounds like she is somebody that has never really had a sense of stability in her life, but to find something that helps her to where to go out there and just kind of throw it all out there for everybody. So soon while she's still so raw from treatment, I, I, I think is a mistake. I would not agree I, I would not agree with the decision if somebody said that. But ultimately, she's going to do what she feels as though is right. I, 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 I would not, as a professional, suggest to her that she do that. I always remember what I, you know, I've, I've talked on and off with my friend Jonathan, who had a meth problem. And mm-hmm. uh, 
I remember when he, right when he got out of rehab, and I talked to him about probably in the same length of time that Katya has been out of rehab. All right. It was when I first mm-hmm. talked to him out of rehab and he sounded like a crazy person. And over the course of close to a year following, he got progressively better. And I remember sometime in the middle of that, he he, told, he said something out of that was very wise. Because he would have these moments of lucidity. And I felt that those moments as he got as he got farther away from rehab became larger moments of lucidity. Mm-hmm. He told me, like, the problem when you go to rehab is people think you go to rehab and you come, like, you went in like a one and you come back out of ten. That you're all of a sudden 100% better. Right. And he goes, the truth is that I came out like a three. And I'm yeah, still working on it. I was going to say it. a four. Usually yeah. that's about how people come out. Yeah. He goes, I'm still working on it. So don't you think Katya is still at that four? I don't know. I, I, would I haven't Kat- listened to it. I would say Katya is probably more at a three yeah. than, a, than, a, than a four at this point. Um, it's 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 it, there's There's an interesting aspect to it, but there's also something that is very sad about it. Mm-hmm. There's it just it just was very very sad because I know I know people like her I know I talk to people like her professionally all the time mm-hmm. and you want for them and I feel like we as and th- and this is very um assuming of me but I feel like we want more for her than she wants for herself like there's part of her that is completely fine sort of being this where her identity is now i am the drag queen that had a nervous breakdown and did meth and did all of these crazy things and that's just you know um one of our uh, one of our people in the in the chat room right now cole says i think that's part of the katia trixie brand they both have the that's so me aesthetic like you look at someone who trips and falls and then says that's me they act like their trials issues are less important than they are, which can definitely be unhealthy. Um, I would agree with that. I think that she doesn't recognize, may not have the ability this soon out of rehab to recognize decisions that she's making now and how they will affect her. She knows how some of the decisions she made in the past, as far as there was a, there, she got evicted from an apartment, there was a restraining order placed against her against somebody. She didn't say who, um, sounds like you know there was there was a bunch of shit going down and she recognizes i think on some point all of those got her to this place where she ended up in arizona in rehab i don't know that she sees that the decisions she's making now are affecting her what she's doing at this point i want to know how she's going to make money since she's not going to do drag i mean that's one of the smartest things decisions she's making she's not going to do drag at least for another year correct um, I, I, yeah, she pretty much says that she's done with drag. She says it multiple times in the episode. Oh, so she's just done she with also, it. She also thanked Bob for taking over for her for the end of the season on Trixie and Katya. And then I want to say she's like, she kind of made reference to like season two or something like where she'll be back for season. I, I don't. But, that, but I think, I think I can tell the difference there is she'll do drag for the show in that controlled environment. But she's done doing drag where she goes to clubs. Because that's actually where she got in trouble, correct? She was in Australia on a, an appearance, correct? Yes. Well, she she had a hookup. She she went on like a grinder hookup with somebody and they apparently had meth. Mm-hmm. And that's how that started. So that wasn't necessarily related to a club. But she the reason she was down there was she was doing an appearance. 
Yeah, so if she can stay isolated and safe and just doing her film show where it's very controlled, it's just dressing up for that and not going out there in drag. This is my guess. This is obviously all speculation. I don't know anything. But uh, yeah, I do want to play this clip, though. Let's see if this, this, let's see if this has it here. Why can't you treat me? <laughs> I would be treated by any stranger on the street. Because I am not one of your fans. This is what me and Taylor go through every time we. <laughs> After we tape every single episode of this show. Yeah, this is a form the court usually like. I just edit it out. He got a really good deal on coffee tables. He just has a bunch in this garage, and he just pulls one out yeah. every week for me to fall down on. And All right, here it comes. Isn't this what happened? <laughs> Is this what the barber? I think. I think Barbara Please might be before this, actually. Uh, Barbara Please is before this. Right before it, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Barbara Please. Let me see if they have it on. I loved that movie growing up. Again, more proof that I was a little gay boy in South Jersey in the 80s. Every time that movie was on HBO, I would watch it. Oh, here it comes. I have to have it right here. Here we go. Barbara Please. Please, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, please. God, I love I love that movie so much. Yeah, that's that's it. But but I was as a kid, I was only interested in the parts with the little girl. Like once she gets the shit beat out of her with the wire hanger, like when it turned to Diana Scarwood, I think yeah. is the name of the actress that plays the adult version. Yeah. Of it, I was done because I was just. I guess I could relate. Not that I was ever beaten with a wire hanger. Let me. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was just because you were watching a movie where this little girl was kind of the star, one of the stars of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, apart from uh, uh, Katya, is there anything else going on, Taylor, in your life? No. <laughs> I work, and then I come home to an empty house every night, and I eat crap food that I shouldn't be eating, and I watch TV and or edit podcasts or play on my iPad. I doodle on my iPad. What do you uh, – yeah, because then you post what you doodle. Yeah, I stopped doing that. Even though I've t- t- I've doodled a couple of things that I really like. Honestly, what I would love to do, I would love to play a little bit more. I use Google Draw, mm-hmm. and I also have a uh, an app called Procreate that mm-hmm. a lot of artists use. And one person who uses it, who I've become obsessed with his art, is Chad Sell, who does mm-hmm. a lot of the art of the uh, does art based on a lot of the drag queens every week for their looks. And I follow him on Instagram and he does like the real quick videos of how he draws things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I try to watch, I try to, I try to watch what he does to try to figure out how to do it. And I, I don't know. Procreate is one of those apps that a lot of artists use, but there's almost no tutorials. You almost have to like go on Facebook, on YouTube to find tutorials about it. So maybe one day I can start doing art for our Patreon fans and 
posting that as far as from like my favorite look of the week or something like that. Oh, wow. You heard it here first. Taylor is going to start posting looks for the Patreon. Starting next week. Look for the Patreon fans. Where are we on the on the upload there, Taylor? Lante, I think we're almost done. I oh, think really? We have, we have one minute left. <gasps> People, you have one more minute left with us. Get your questions in now. You're gonna because then I, you know, as much as I would love to spend time with you, then like literally, it's like Taylor A has to go to bed, and two, <laughs> yes, Joe has to fucking edit this goddamn show and get it out. And that's a hours yeah. long process too. So yes, uh, we just want. Um, but we did we did get a question from Yellow Phoenix asking when Babalu is back from Japan. He is coming back on Sunday. He will be back Easter evening. So, are you have you started like stretch your anus out to get in preparation for this? Oh, uh, my anus doesn't have to be stretched out. It's stretched out enough. <laughs> it's just I'm j- I'm just a windsock with legs at this point. That's so. No. Yeah, that's the gross. That's the grossest thing that happened on this episode. Y'all need to listen when Joe releases releases the, the, the first fifteen minutes of the show are horrifying. They're horrifying to some. There are other people that have have probably written stories about this. <laughs> <laughs> there's been there's been fanfic about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any song you want to hear, Taylor? Let's, let's get, you know, I do this RuPaul radio. I get to pick whatever songs I want to hear. Do you want to hear a song right now? You know what song I would like to hear? Because yeah, I actually sure. thought that I'm a little sad that I didn't add it to my playlist. Sure. Should I send it to you? Just uh, yeah, text Here, it to me. I'm, I'm texting it to you right now. Okay. And I will play this song and uh, the soundtrack version or the. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah! We're Taylor the Latte Boy, Xanadu. I'm not hearing it. Oh, you're not? No. Hmm. Are any, of our, are any of the listeners in the chat room hearing it? Yeah, well, if you're not hearing it, they're not hearing it. Ow. Well, then it ruined the surprise. You should be hearing it. You broke the podcast, Joe. Why would you not be hearing that? I don't know. Let's try it again here. I, by the way, I've done no change whatsoever. Okay, it's on. Nobody hears it. You know what, let me try this. Let me try Let me try something here. Oh, no, that wouldn't work. Uh, well, let me try something else here. Hold on. Do you hear this? Do you hear this? Hold, hold, please. Do you hear this? This, this will be an ultimate test. Do you hear this? Oh, Jesus. Gross. So you hear that? Yes, I heard that. Okay, so you heard that. Why wouldn't you hear that? Let me try this. Okay. Do you hear this? Yeah. Yeah! On RuPaul Radio. I've never seen it. What? I've never no. seen this movie. I've Are never you seen kidding? it. No. No. Okay. 
Okay, turn the music down. Turn the music down. We're going to discuss this over the music. How could you have never seen Xanadu? I've just never seen it. Okay, but you were a little gay boy in the 80s. You, you should have totally seen it. Uh, yeah, but my parents very much controlled what I watched. And so I would watch, like, Wait. Rocky Three. But you would watch Mommy Dearest? No, I didn't watch Mommy Dearest until I was way older, like college. Okay. Yellow Phoenix says they don't know who sings this song. Okay. How uh, Yellow Phoenix, how old are you? Yes. That's a good question. Because Cold Coker's never seen it, but I think... I get the, I get the impression from the little picture that Cold Coker is, like, 10. Is Cole Cole Coker, are you really Blair St. Clair? You know what? Cole Coker looks, I think, a lot like Blair St. Clair. Do you think it could be Cole Coker is Blair St. Clair? Uh, Okay. Yellow Phoenix was born in 1989. Okay. Yellow Phoenix is almost 30. Yeah. Okay. Aiden Dean does, how do you people not know this Aiden Aiden Dean is 17. Okay. I don't get, okay. Okay. Everybody that hears the sound of my voice, if you have never seen Xanadu before the end of the season, we we have to do we you have to watch Xanadu. What if we do a I'm, I'm, I'm announcing this here first. Yes, what if we like, do a Patreon live watch of Xanadu? Oh, I don't know how we would do that. Everyone watch it at the same time. Uh okay. We, okay, well, let, let's let's talk that out. At the why, why is that hard? No, I, I just because we would have to work out the logistics of this. I will if you all promise to watch Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Everybody within the sound of my voice that's never seen it, we will do after the season is over. We will do a Xanadu episode where we will talk. I know facts about Xanadu. Oh, you do? I, oh, I know all sorts of shit about Xanadu. I loved this movie as a kid. You know what can we it's, do right now? You know, let's try and do this. Do you think you could wing a Joe Batant style intro to a recap about Xanadu? Where I'm the you and you're the me? Okay. Um, let me think. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Hold on. I'm actually go back a little bit here and I'm going to bring out the music as if this is the intro. Ready? Okay. And then I'll lower it. Welcome to this week's Xanadu Recap Podcast. I am your host, Taylor the Latte Boy, and I am joined, as always, with a glittery co-host. From the podcast Catching Up, please say... I didn't go to fucking school for math. <laughs> to Joe Batanz. How are well, you doing tonight, Joe? Good. How are you doing, Taylor the Latte Boy? I am doing okay. You know why? Because we are going to watch fucking Xanadu. I've never seen Xanadu. Is there I know. A- I am super excited that you are going to watch it. Yeah. And so we have... You- Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I've seen clips of it. So I know this uh, Gene Kelly is in uh, Xanadu, correct? Yes. It was It was Gene Kelly's last film before he died. Well, Gene Kelly died like 20 years later. Did he? Or maybe 15. Yeah, he died in the no. 90s. Gene Kelly died like in the 90s. Oh, well, still it was his last movie. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah. what did you think of this Gene Kelly? I thought Gene Kelly was very attractive as uh, I uh, Singing in the Rain is one of my favorite old movies. And he's very, very handsome in that movie. He's, ve- he's, he's very much a leading man in that movie. And he is an amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so so this is this is the way you would introduce. You know, we you know we actually had um, roving reporter uh, Aiden Dean. Do you know the roving reporter Aiden Dean theme song? No, what is it? I think it goes like this. Actually, let me see if I can find it. It might be under here. Actually, whenever there's a breaking news, always uh, roving reporter Aiden Dean here with breaking. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race News because he's the one that reads Reddit while we're on the air. Okay, but uh, Aiden Dean came on. He did his best Joba dance. Uh, you see, he even says he messed it up so badly. He was fine. He was nervous. Yeah, he's very young. So I, I, all of a sudden, as soon as I found out how old he was, I was like, "Hello, young lad." <laughs> I felt bad about all the things we talk about in this show. Yeah, yeah Joe R two zero zero six is upset that he has. Uh, uh, theme song. Yes, Aiden. Well, Aiden Dean came in with some very important breaking news. So that's why he got roving reporter Aiden Dean on the scene. So, was it a rumor about season ten? I actually don't remember. No, it was actually during All Stars, and it was something that happened live, like while we were on the air. There was some major tea that came out on Reddit. Also, I think one time too. Oh, I was just walking around <laughs> my house, and Aiden Deem hit me up on Patreon, or just messaged the show on Patreon, saying, "Joe, go on Reddit right now." And that's when they had the picture of Dela eliminating herself. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's how he got the title of uh, roving reporter Aiden Deem. Okay. Uh, all right, Taylor, where are we on this? We are. My track is done, so you can start editing. To get out our wonderful show to all the masses, and I can go to bed. Well, do you want to say a, a goodbye song to uh, to the to the, to the group? Yeah, I'm so glad we had this time together. Do you think they had? You know what I played earlier? Oh, you would like this. I played on RuPaul Radio. Do you want to hear what I played? Sure. Yeah, let's do it tonight. It's actually a great one for the time of night and everything like that. <laughs> people were. I think people liked it. Okay. Here's one thing we want you always to remember. Come along and sing our song and join our family. Oh, you can't sing along. I can't. Through the years, we'll all be friends, wherever we may be. Is this Walt Disney singing? No, it's Jimmy. How am I? Did you ever have a crush on any of the Mickey Mouse Club? When you were a kid? No. No, the one of them, I think the one that ended up growing up gay, because because when you go to Disney World at the, they have the primetime cafe and they show clips from old 50s TV shows. And there's one that um, they show the Mickey Mouse Club and it's him standing next to Annette. And he looks, I mean, he's about 11. So I'm not saying that I find him attractive, but he's somebody that I could see myself having had a crush on when I was that age because he mm-hmm. looks like the guy that I was in love with in high school. He kind of looks like a version of him. Mm-hmm. So, but I, that wasn't necessarily a crush, so to say. So, 
called our hammer high banner oh to all our company See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. Taylor likes you. God, this is so melancholy. Okay, let's pick it up then. Now, okay, okay. No! Oh, God, don't! No, 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 no. I need a warning. Here on RuPaul Radio. There's so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side. Rainbows are visions. Such a dick. You're such a dick. Illusions and rainbows have nothing to hide. Tearing up everybody. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Miss Vanjie. <laughs> Shut up! Miss Vanjie. Who said that every <laughs> wish would be heard and answered when wished on the morning star? Thought of that, and someone believed it. Look what it's done so far. What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? And what do we think we might see? Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Someday we'll find. I'll play something that makes me cry. Because I felt like I've played this on a RuPaul radio before. Mm-hmm. I told this story before because we all know that uh, Taylor stopped hating Joe when he saw when he was the Wizard of Oz and they played um, uh, somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, but then also uh, I went to D twenty three and I saw uh, Richard Sherman play his songs, and then the other half was Alan Menken playing his songs. And when the um, when the when Alan Menken sang "Part of Your World," all the young gay boys around me were just fucking crying. "Part of Your World" doesn't make me cry. It, I, Howard Ashman had really good ways of putting gay coded language in his songs. I feel, mm-hmm. and so the actual "Part of Your World" doesn't make me cry. It's the reprise makes me cry. That's yes, the one with the big thing at the end. That's yes. Yes, yes, no, yes. Because I feel every gay boy has had a crush on some straight boy or whatever, wanted to be normal, and has thought this to himself. What would I give to live where you are? What would I pay to stay here beside you? What would I do to see you smiling at me? 
The song that Disney cut from Aladdin, it was like the last song Howard Ashman wrote. The you, Always Your Boy? Or no, the Humiliate like the Boy. Not, no, not the one that they put in the DVD. There's another one called Humiliate the Boy. No. And they cut it because it was way... Well, I'll, we'll talk about it. That's another one. If you have to go to bed, I'll play it for the room, but I'll play it after this. But uh, Disney denies that it's about dying of AIDS, but I think if you listen to it, you're like, this is about dying of AIDS. God. Yeah, he's very bitter. The reprises for all of uh, for the Aladdin with the riff rat street oh, yeah. rat uh, that's a good one, and the one for Belle is another. Th- those are really good. I love. I, I, I obviously I don't think this was. Um, what's his? Uh, who did you just say? Howard Ashman. The, Howard Ashman. Reflection is another one that is so. Uh, Every little gay boy knows all of the words to reflection from Mulan. If you listen to that, that's definitely about, you know. Okay, so this is literally the last song that Howard Ashman ever worked on is this one. Okay. And they rejected it from Disney. And people were like, uh, I think it's because it's about him dying of AIDS. Okay. And mm-hmm. Disney's like, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, just keep that in mind. Like, no, it's not. We just thought it was too dark. And it's you know it's they they kept they kept they couldn't figure out a song to have Jafar sing when he at the end of the second act when he gets Aladdin you know so this is okay. one this is one of the versions. I give you Prince Ali Ababa. Oh, this is too much. Hold on, let me go. Here we go. Seize the good times. Too bad they never last. For an urchin with a questionable past Oh yes, these were the good times Hope you liked a little friend Cause here is where the good times Most decidedly must end Iago Sir? Oh it's great Oh it's such fun to see another fellow's dreams turn into nightmares one by one It's such a lark, it's such a joy To roll our sleeves up and humiliate the boy Oh, it's a kick, oh, it's a bash When we remove the fancy turban and the neatly trimmed moustache And now let's repossess the clothes Do you think we ought to? Why, McCoy, come on, let's do it Let's Let's humiliate humiliate the boy 
Okay, wait. Too bad. Listen to this next line. I guess you'll have to learn the hard way. Rubbing lamps involves some risk. <laughs> what was it? It got Skypey. What is it? He'll have to learn the hard way. Uh, rubbing lamps involves some risk. Oh. Watch. Here, I'll go back a little bit. Too bad, tisk tisk. I guess you'll have to learn the hard way. Rubbing lamps involves some risk. <laughs> and it's so rich. So rich. And it's so rare. So rare. To take his shirt, his shoes, his jewelry. And then we'll fill his hair. We'll emasculate him slowly. All the better to enjoy. How delicious to, to humiliate the boy. I mean, after that's just a big instrumental part, but um Okay. Well that, that that's a little uh <laughs> dark. <laughs> well no, I see why they got it is very dark for a children's cartoon. <laughs> but they deny it. They go like, No, it's not about AIDS. What are you talking about? Yes, he mm. was dying of AIDS when he wrote it. Yeah. But it's not about that. What are you talking about? Don't be crazy. Yeah, don't yeah, you don't you don't take from personal experiences and 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 put them into art. No, no, you would never do something like that. Yeah. Well, so, you better go, you go yes. Okay, one last thing and then yeah. then we're done. Mm-hmm. Have you watched speaking of things that make me cry from my childhood and that kind of, and I almost don't know that I can talk about this get to get the Have you seen the trailer for the Mr. Rogers documentary? Yes, I've seen the documentary. It not made me cry, but did you see the documentary or the trailer? The trailer. Okay, but it's something that this is. It's a weird thing for me. Cameron loves Mister Rogers, loves Mister Rogers, and the thought that he will see it with anybody else but me makes me sad. Doesn't okay. break my heart, but makes me sad. Okay, Aiden Deem the Moana reprise is another good one too. Um, oh God, that one makes me cry because that's where the grandmother. The the okay, okay, no, we're not talking about that, but. The Mister Rogers trailer. I couldn't get through the through, through the trailer, mm-hmm. where I just know it is. They should just call that movie, pay fifteen dollars to watch a fat forty five year old cry in a theater because that that is that just looks like one of those movies. The one of the t- when Eric, whoops, when Babalu and I first got together, I showed him the last scene. Of Mister of the final episode of Mister Rogers, and I've never seen sat, that. You have seen that, or you? I've haven't? never seen that. Okay, well, well don't watch it now. Mm-hmm. It is Mister Rogers talking to all of the kids that he works with as they've grown up, mm-hmm. and how special everybody is, mm-hmm. and it is heart wrenching. It is absolutely. If you are looking that up right now, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. You're, scr- you're scr- okay. I thought I you were scratching my, oh, uh, scratching like, my leg. Okay, it is absolutely. It is gut wrenching. It is. It is. But but because because you feel like when you were a kid, mi- when Mister Rogers, you felt like he was talking to you. Mm-hmm. And even though you're an adult, and he turns, he's sitting in front of a piano, and he turns and he says all these like really nice things. So I'm sitting here in front of my computer in my office. I don't even know how we got talking about it, but I showed him and I'm sitting here and I am bawling 
mm-hmm. while I'm talking about this. And Babalu was looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what did I sign myself up for? Because I'm sitting watching this video of like that's, that at that point, because I think he went off the air in like the 90s sometimes. Mm-hmm. That it's it just it's it's yeah, like the late 90s. Good cry. Well, you know, have you ever seen the clip? It, it comes up on Reddit all the fucking time, so it's, it's not even emotional for me anymore. But have you ever seen the clip of him winning the um, Lifetime Emmy Award? And he talks about a teacher, if there's been a teacher in your life or something. Well, if someone ever touched person. you, and like, they, they all time it for 10 seconds, and mm-hmm. everyone's crying in the audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is just somebody that was just a – truly had the good of the world – that was his focus. At least I hope so. Hopefully this documentary isn't something where they say that he's a monster, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be where I, I am just going to sit in the theater, probably holding Taffy Carlisle Huffington's hand, and we are just going to sit and cry for two hours while our husbands look at us like we're both nuts. Recuérdame. Oh, don't play this! Don't play! No, no, no! Don't play that! Don't play that! Shut it off! Shut it off! Shut it off! But I played it in Spanish. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't play this. You have to turn it off. I will leave. I will leave. Wow, that one affected. Oh God! I wasn't. I. Oh God! You're such a dick. You're such it, a dick. It, 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 you want to hear something funny? I've never seen this movie. I, and then, and this, this is proof why I can't see this movie. I cry and I haven't seen the movie. Oh God! Oh, th- that is. You're such an asshole. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, that's such a good movie. It is such a good movie. But if I'm crying at the soundtrack and I haven't seen the movie, I can't see the movie. You, it, 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 I, I thought the whole time I watched that movie, I didn't expect. I'm like, okay, this is good. There isn't like the big tear in the middle sort of thing, and then. The, the the scene that's involved with them singing that happens. And I was, I teared up. Babalu was unconsolable. He was like, for like a day afterwards, he would just all of a sudden he'd be doing something and just shake his head and start crying. I mean, it mm-hmm. was, I was like that with Inside Out. Inside Out was one that I just could not. I Why do you think that is? Inside out because because there, there's the whole thing of about emotions and obviously that's my bread and butter that's how I pay the bills around here, mm-hmm. but it's also sort of like the whole thing with Toy Story, mm-hmm. where there is that relation to there is that connection to where you think that the kids are, you know, the toys are your friends. There are times in your life when you're little and you don't necessarily have friends yet, or even when you do have friends, that mm-hmm. your toys are kind of like your buddies that you hang out with. So the idea at the end of that movie was just, that was horrible. That was, but, but Inside Out is more about stuff that goes on in your brain. And there's something that happens. It, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen Inside Out. Yet. I haven't seen Inside Out. Inside, Inside Out. You would know the minute the scene happens. You would know exactly why I, because knowing you, me the way you know me, 
something happens in the middle of the movie that I I work for someone who makes them uh, show up on Thursday nights and talk about drag queens. What? (laughs) Making a joke that you cry thinking about having to do the show. I cried after watching this episode thinking we were going to have to fill an episode about it. But I something happens in it that I was doing the like the silent like. Like just or I mean, in the movie theater, I was I I was just like you when you saw you saw it coming, you saw what was going to happen coming. And as it starts to happen, you're just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And and it was just it was too much. It was just absolutely too much. And it's traumatized me. And Babalu owns that movie and he wants to watch it all the time. And I tell him no, because I know what happens in the movie. And it's no. Why? If this is the last scene, I will hang up. It's not the last scene. Okay. It's a happy song. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I like I like this music. This is this is fun. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? Did you ever see uh, the episode, I saw it recently on Reddit, where um, Candid Camera tries to like get him angry? He just he's just like doesn't get angry. Like they, they have, he's him in some hotel room and they're like thinks everything. They're like, well, there's no water or something. I think that's fine. It's okay. I'll just figure it out. Like he's so polite. And finally, there's like they give up. They realize he's too nice. No, I haven't seen that. That makes me sad. Why, Why? would you want to make Mister Rogers angry? He's somebody that is. He just wants the world to be a better place. I I don't know. Oh, I have a story to tell you. Okay. So, I gotta be very vague. <laughs> Those are my favorite stories. <laughs> the vague stories. So, there's this age-appropriate, very age-appropriate twink who listens to the show. Okay. Blair St. Clair listens to the show? Yeah, Blair St. Clair listens to the show. And he's been talking to me on Facebook of course, I give him the time of day. You well, of course know. you do. Yeah, because he's a twink. And so we start talking on the phone. And then as soon as we get him on the phone, he sounds like Stephen Urkel. Okay. Well, okay. Don't don't make fun of a listener like I'm that. I'm not making fun of him. He's like, I just realized, like, oh, I'm not that into this person when I get on the phone with him, right? Okay. I could not get up this phone faster. Right? Whatever, I was still nice to him. We talked for we talked for an hour still. Let me tell you that. Okay. Today, 
somebody else messaged me super nice person but actually because of this experience now i'm like i'm never talking to any other listener ever again and this guy's trying to start a conversation with me and i'm just like i gotta reply and be nice but uh how did eight people show up all of a sudden they heard that we're doing some sweet show they they heard they heard taylor's crying hey if you if you just showed up you missed taylor crying (sighs) i mean he got really emotional that's not okay. That is true, but that's not. <laughs> I feel bad they missed it. Oh, they'll get to hear it eventually. Recuérdame. No, come on. No, see, you're, it's not going to have the same effect on me because now I know what to expect. That's the wrong one. How about this one? Recuérdame. So much better in Spanish, by the way. It is better in Spanish. I'm going to tell my husband you made me cry. He's going to punch you in the face. We'll have to do well, We should sing this for the end of season 10. Sing this in Spanish. Season 10. Would you cry if we sang it in season 10? No, because now I know to expect it. (laughs) Anyway, Taylor didn't cry this time, guys. Do you know anything about the end of that movie? I know nothing about this movie. Oh, my God. I don't think a Day of the Dead thing. Yeah. But you know, I had a great grandmother. You know what her name was? You're not going to believe Coco? me. It was Coco. Hmm? For Socorro. Is that what the no. great grandmother's name was in this, too? Her name was the great grandmother's name is Coco. Yeah. Wait, then we dropped eight listeners. In t- <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? You know what I noticed with RuPaul Radio? Is. Um, that the numbers will go up and down depending on the song. Like today, I do. What do you think of this Rufus Wainwright? I do not like Rufus <gasps> Wainwright. Really? Why is that? I have never found his voice enjoyable to listen to. And <laughs> Skirt Russell says, I accidentally got mimosa drunk during Coco and missed the good parts. Um, he opened years ago before it, like, I guess with his first album, mm-hmm. he opened for Lisa Loeb. I went and saw Lisa Loeb on a date mm-hmm. and was, she, she really, lets people really, go and watch her on dates. He was really, really annoying like you. And he sang a song with this weird whiny thing with a piano. And it was at the state theater in St. Pete. Petersburg, and he went, "Hey Tampa, how you doing?" And then somebody yelled, "You're in St. Petersburg, faggot!" I remember that. Mm-hmm. So we're starting this night off good. And so there was him, and then there was a guy um, named Steve Poltz, and he wrote a he wrote a um, he wrote "You Were Meant for Me" with Jewel. Mm-hmm. So that was his big claim to fame. And he was kind of he wrote he he did a bunch of songs, and I actually really liked his music. Um, and, oh yeah, Joe must have heard this old. This this is a story I told on an old 
Pot is my co-pilot. So where he he was selling his CDs like in the back of the stadium, back of the theater, if you wanted to buy them. And I had said to the guy that I was with, I'm like, I'm going to go get a CD because it was really, really good. So I wander over and I said, you know, hi, I'll take one of your CDs. And the guy was very like, oh, yeah, sure. What's your name? And he he wrote his he wrote his name and we were still having a conversation. And Rufus Wainwright like a pops out of nowhere. And he's like, Steve, we're all going to go smoke weed in the back. Are you coming? And said it like that. And the guy kind of like Steve Poltz sort of looked at me and I looked at Steve Poltz and Steve was like, yeah, I'll be back there in a minute. And he was just like, Ugh, and like turned around and like sashayed away. And it was just very like, so then immediately I was just like, oh, you're an asshole. So now anytime I see him in anything or when I hear that he has a new album out or anything, I'm always just kind of like, you're gross. I know people talk about his Judy, Judy, Judy album. Oh, I went I to the concert. talked about it on here. I own the Judy, Judy, Judy album, but I've never listened to it. All the way through. I've heard like one or two songs. Isn't it with Judy or with Rufus? The the original. Oh, oh. Okay, so let me tell you this. Here's my own story. Remember, this is an old catching up classic. I had uh, recently, re- I had like a terrible weekend where I talked to Cam- with to Cameron. Mm-hmm. And then like, I uh, just listened to this song over and over again. Like literally on a loop. This is very sullen 90s of you. Yeah. Sullen child of the 90s. On a loop. Because I'm like, this is. I talk so all the time. Oh my God, it's like literally Cameron talking to me, right? So I just listen to it. Were you staring out the window the whole time? I thought what I thought was simple. And I thought what I don't belong. And now that I am leaving. And know that I did something wrong Cause I missed you Okay, so then I'm like, this is like, oh my god, she's speaking to me And only in my universe Do I go into a serious XM radio Talking about the Real Houses of Atlanta, by the way I showed on the watch And I walk out of the studio And Lisa Loeb is standing right outside the theater I'm in the studio, uh-huh. the studio waiting to come in She's doing the next show after me And I tear up and I run out of the studio <laughs> No, 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 no. I have some. I, I remember I rambled some words to her. I don't remember what they were. Okay, you have to go to bed. I have to edit this show, guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so, so much for uh, listening to this. For listening, listening to us prattle on for the last forty-five minutes. Yeah, I feel sorry for the um, form decor people. Well, look, form decor should shut the fuck up. They're getting an hour show. Wow. Okay, that that took a turn. <laughs> But this we, is all going to be informed decor, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all going to be informed decor. Okay, yeah, they're so, going to get this. Occasionally, occasionally, we go live. You never know. Occasionally, I I warned them on RuPaul Radio. I said, "Look, be re- get your pussies ready. We might go live." But now it's it's nine thirty. I got to edit this fucking show. And Taylor needs yeah, to go to bed. Yeah, it's twenty of one. I have to be up in like six hours. So all right, all right. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll, you'll you'll have it. Look, here's the good news: when you wake up in the morning, there'll be a new episode from Taylor and Joe. There you go. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>